Welcome to the GeoMob Podcast, where we discuss geo-innovation in any and all forms, be it for fun or profit. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the GeoMob Podcast. With me today is Melinda Hockey. She is CEO and co-founder of a company called Proxy. Um, So welcome to the show, Melinda. Let's dive right in. What exactly is Proxy? Well, Proxy is an easy-to-use, innovative um, mapping software that anyone can uh, create a map. Anyone can come to proxy.co, create a map of, um, you know, their favorite spots to eat restaurants or their their itinerary for a trip or just a community map in minutes. And so our whole goal is to make mapping as easy and accessible to everyday people who don't have, you know, technical backgrounds. And when you say make a map, this is a map to be displayed online or like a, a map that they print out or what? what exactly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So our goal is to have maps be able to be shared wherever people are. So um, you make it online, it's interactive, but you can share it on your Instagram, you can embed it on your website, you can text it to a friend, um, you can put it on your Facebook group. Uh, it's just a link that can be shared and is always updated. Um People share it all over the place, TikTok. Um, Sometimes people print them out or they share them on a QR code. But the whole point is that they can be shared anywhere and people can get to them instantly. Give us give us some examples of the most common use cases, like who who says to themselves, I I need a map to to share. I need to make a map. Yeah. So on the consumer side, people often come to Proxy to make um, maps of uh, group trips. So say you're going on a ski trip with your friends, they right. will start a, start a map. We have two options for sharing. You can share a collaborative link or you can share a read only. So a collaborative one is really fun. You can just text it to your group text or your friends and everyone can add the things that they want to do or the Airbnbs that they want to stay at all at once. Um, One of those use cases that's growing is wedding maps. So if Hmm. you are thinking about, or if you're hosting a wedding and oftentimes people will provide guides of, you know, here's what to do in the area. If you're staying in, you know, Kansas city, you might not know the area. So people will take what used to be, you know, a text-based list of one, where the reception is, where the, you know, uh, welcome dinner is, things like that. Also with, you know, the local recommendations that used to be text. Now people are putting it on proxy maps that they're embedding on their wedding websites and putting on QR codes that they're putting on, you know, the welcome bags or the invites and things like that. Now on the business side, um, people are using proxy maps to replace anywhere where you would see a PDF map. So think about hotels. When you go check in, you are still handed a color print map that goes out of date as soon as one of the restaurants on there closes down or one of the guests has a bad experience. It's really hard to update. So we have a a lot of growth in the travel and um, hospitality sector. So that would be local, you know, uh, like visit Seattle or visit Austin or, you know, some of these um, local places that give recommendations that have traditionally printed out those recommendations, um, either in lists or um, in static maps. So we have a lot of people transitioning from that. Okay. And so 
the actual maps themselves, you, I mean, you're kind of providing a layer on top of existing mapping technology, like, exactly. like Google, or are you using OpenStreetMap, or, or are you getting yep. your own maps somehow, or how, who makes the maps, actually? Yep, our base map today is, um, is Google. So we use the Google Maps API, but pretty much every interaction, everything that is on top of those maps, the sharing, the adding points, is all proxy software. Um, and we have built it so that in case we need to change in the future what our base map is, um, we're, you know, ready prepared to do that okay very cool i think this is a very very interesting how you slice off these very specific use cases like the wedding map example and you know then take kind of let's say off the shelf technology like google and merge those two but then add your own own layer on top of it for the sharing and things like that very yeah. um, very good you know a lot of times people in the geospatial industry get fixated on the idea that they need to create everything themselves and get very into the technical detail and like, okay, you know, step one, I need to, you know, get out my sextant and remap the entire exactly. city or whatever, but it's actually not the case. I mean, you can add a lot of value just by doing the the positioning around this, this use case. Exactly. And for our users, it's, um, you know, my, I have been, talked about this yet on here, but my background is in um, the intelligence community. I worked with geospatial tools and, you know, there's a lot of complexity to geospatial tools. And oftentimes everyday users or people in the field, in my case, when I was in, you know, in the intelligence community, they just need something really simple. They don't, it, you know, the exact lat longs don't have to be perfect. If they're slightly different on OpenStreetMap and Google Maps, that doesn't really matter. What matters is that they can click on the point, they can get directions, they can see general geospatial awareness of, you know, the places that they want to go or, you know, what they're interested in. And that's really the experience that we're capitalizing on and we're focusing on instead of the specificity that makes right. sense. Right. We, we, in my own business, my geocoding service, we see this time and time again that people, you know, many of the the feedback from, let's say, tire kickers is about like exactly that. Like, oh, I put in this address and you're, you know, it was off by six places past the decimal. And, and then on the, you know, the same day you get that feedback, you get some big customer who's just like, oh, I just don't need to get it to the correct neighborhood or whatever. Yeah. You know, so... Exactly. Um, so you you mentioned a bit your own background. Give us give us tell us a bit your backstory of how you because because your background is in geospatial, is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, my background is more in um, internal tool building, and I touched a lot of geospatial tools when I was in the intelligence community. But a little bit about my background: I was uh, I studied engineering in undergrad, and then I was recruited into the U.S. intelligence community. Now there, I you know can't talk a lot of in a lot of detail, but I worked um, in D.C. for a few years. I was working primarily on internal tools um, in certain agencies. A lot of those tools. Um, you know, touch geospatial information. And actually, I was spending a lot of time visualizing certain pieces of geospatial information in a really simple way. So just like I mentioned earlier, you know, in the intelligence community, you have almost every advanced geospatial tool available at your fingertips. But yeah. actually, a lot of the tools that I was building that were most useful for my group and for people I was working with, I had built in Tableau, right? It didn't actually matter that, um, you know, things were so specific um, for the things I was working on. But what I found in that experience was that, you know, visualizing things on a map, making it simple, unlocks a whole host of um, 
user accessibility and invites people into the mapping space that otherwise, you know, might not have ArcGIS downloaded on their computer. And so during that process, building those tools, building those visualizations, I became really interested in user experience. And so I applied to a PhD program at the University of Washington with one of the you know, leading programs in human-centered design. And I spent three and a half years doing that, became a PhD candidate, um, and actually went on hold to work on proxy right before I started writing my final dissertation. So I'll go back and do that at some point. But um, yeah, I've got that expertise in, in mapping, but then also in um, human-centered design. And what, well, I'm curious about that. What made you decide to make the jump then from, oh, this is a kind of a nice idea, or this would be cool if you know that you know this would be helpful in these situations or whatever? To let me actually make the jump to starting a company. Yeah. So I experienced the problem myself. I um, the the fun little backstory to Proxy is that it. In 2020, I had my first child in March, and so I joined all these parent Facebook groups. Um, and fast forward to October, I lived in Seattle. People were very, very cautious about COVID, but right. you know their kids had been locked up all summer. Well, not locked up. That's not the right word, but you know in the house all summer, and really wanted their kids to be able to trick or treat. So this kind of innovative thing that Seattle and I think other places in the U.S. did was they they um, a lot of homes set up a candy chute. So it was just a big PVC pipe, like six feet or 10 feet. Mine was 25. And you would throw the candy down the chute into the kid's basket. So it was like you could keep distance, et cetera. It was really fun. Um, <laughs> I know. Okay. this is. I promise I'm getting somewhere with that. So what happened was um, I was in these parent Facebook groups. People were saying, hey, where are the candy chutes? And so people started listing their address, like one, two, three, Edmond street, like right, eight, right. Six Main street. and given my background in both geospatial and human internet design, I was like, this is so dumb. <laughs> why are we, why is there a comment thread with a hundred addresses in it? Nobody's going to be able to use this. So what I did was I built a Google, my map, which I'm sure you're familiar with. Sure. Um, and I created a Google form on a Google page that went to a Google sheet that I had to load into the Google My Map. If you know about Google My Maps, there's no automatic updating. There's no crowdsourcing. And so it actually, be, the, the map went viral. Um, we had 2,300 homes add themselves in Seattle. And um, it became a full-time job for me to manage this map. It was and I was working on my PhD. So, hopefully, hopefully you got some of the candy at least. I hope. Yeah, I did. So. And actually, so what happened was fast forward to Halloween night, we had 500,000 views on that Google My Map. Wow. Everyone was using it. I was literally on my porch in South Seattle watching people walk around with my map up. You know, parents, right. kids, kids saying, hey, okay, so there's two on that street over there and three on this street over here. Let's go walk past there and then we'll loop around. Yeah, uh -uh come home. So that was the moment that I thought, wow, there could really be something to making geospatial stuff, one, easier to build. And then that could unlock, you know, an easier way to navigate the world. If you could have all these text-based lists at your fingertips when you're traveling or in an area. So fast forward a lot, called Chelsea. She's an old friend of mine. She had grown software companies before. I called her, hey, I think there's something going on here. And she pretty much was the one who gave the push to say, let's let's MVP it, let's build it. And 
we did. Um, we worked on it part-time until summer of 2021 when we started getting our first users um, and then got some investment. And, and now we're a real company. Fantastic. Congratulations. Yeah. That is, that is, a, that is a, one of the best crowdsourcing stories I've heard. Yeah, so. it, it, it was it was really neat. Yeah, we went. We were mentioned on Good Morning America. Like it was this whole fun Mom Saves Halloween story, which was very cute and very fun. But what a lot of people didn't know was that my background was in this specific thing, and so I really had, uh, you know, Chelsea and I paired together really had the capacity to take it forward as business. Sounds like a great combination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? I mean, it does lead to one question though. And that is, you know, obviously Google Maps is such an amazing service, right? And everyone uses it all the time on on their phone, on the desktop, and we we can't imagine life without it. And yet, they seem to keep making it more and more complicated, right? They they just can't resist the urge to like, and I, I don't know if how it is in in Seattle, but like even simple, the most basic use cases somehow have gotten lost now. Like you're just like, oh, what's what's the name of the street? And you can't see the name of the street anymore because there's so many like, you know, ads and restaurants and things. And you're just like, I just want to know what street I'm on. (laughs) And how do you see that? I mean, on the one hand, of course, it's great because it opens the door for a service like yours, right? Where you, you, you take these very specific niche use cases of the wedding map, the the trick or treating map, the, uh, you know, what have you. But I mean, it just seems, it just, it, it, I don't know. It 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 it's it strikes me as so odd that they can't keep their service simple and or even as you said, like how can it be that a my map doesn't update when there's new data and and it, these kind of things? Right, right. It it does seem you know it does seem really goofy and um, I think especially given you know my background in in human centered design, it's like yeah, why I, I've met people who work at Google Maps in my research. Um, you know, world and things like that. And I, I totally agree with you. They're constantly adding things and it's making the interface just really messy, you know? And huh? one of the things that, and it's always kind of a disappointing experience. Google Maps is great for directions. It's, we still port people over to Google Maps for directions. But if you want a restaurant, and you're, you know, you're hungry right now and you click restaurants and one of those pills at the top, you're going to get McDonald's, you're going to get whoever's yeah. advertising. And I think, you know, I think it's, it's just part of their business model. I think they're on track to make $11 billion alone from that based ads um, really? next I, year. And I, I think it's just the money, you know? I had never seen it broken out. I mean, obviously, you know, it's, it's clear Google is gigantic, and but I'd never seen the actual revenues of uh, Google Maps broken out. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess on the other hand, it is it's a good thing for for the geospatial community, the geomob community, because it opens the door for these kind of innovative layers on top of it. Or you know, like my own service, we we do just the geocoding piece, and we could, you know, so mm-hmm. I guess people can come along and pick off just one tiny piece. Exactly, but. Yeah. I don't know. It, 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 it's, it's odd. Um, it is. I mean, I think Google Maps has done great things for, you know, bringing this like geospatial stuff to everyone, making it easier for everyone to navigate the world. But it definitely feels like we're still stuck, you know, because these major players have been owning the map world for so long. Um, 
it feels like we just, there hasn't been a lot of innovation there. And so that's why I think it's a really interesting time for proxy. And there's some other startups that are working in this space too. Um, I think that there's a huge opportunity out there to, to use maps in a, in a new way. And I always talk about proxy as the Canva for maps, because I don't mm. know if you've used Canva before, but you know, before Canva, if you wanted to make a poster, you had Microsoft Word you know, whatever the free version of the poster, you know, template was, which I equate in the map world to Google My Maps, or you had Illustrator and Photoshop to make a really advanced poster, but you would have to take a whole class or, you know, training to learn how to do that. And I equate that to, you know, Google API, Mapbox APIs, OpenStreet APIs, things like that. And what we're doing and what you know, I think Canva did as well is meeting people in the middle, just like what you said earlier, taking this really customized, advanced way of of interacting with maps via API, but then building that user, you know, easy to use user experience on top of that. And I think it's going to unlock some, some really cool things for, for us and for, for everyone. Well, two two observations on your comment. First of all, I, I I think there is a lot of innovation still happening, and you should definitely, hopefully, at some point, you can make it over to Europe and come to a GeoMob event because we always have yeah. uh, several very interesting talks of people who are trying all kinds of weird and wacky things out. You know, some of which are some of which are really awe inspiring, and some of which you know seem crazy. But um, you know, the, definitely, there's no shortage of people trying new interesting things. But the second point is why, I mean, do you think it's this, as you say, the staleness of, of the people like, and the dominance of the people like Google that's leading now to, it feels like there's been a, a major wave of new companies all around this theme of simplicity of making and sharing them out. So, uh, I mean, yourself, obviously, but um, I, I'm sure you're familiar with the recent announcement of the company Felt. Yep. Um, we, we here on the podcast we had um, re- recently. I, ju- I just recorded an interview with a guy, uh, pin drop app, which is more yep. more around the use case of sharing a pin. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, so there are many many different takes on this, but all of it is like the key value proposition for each one is simplicity, right? Yeah. And, and so why do you think that's coming now? And and not just that it's coming now, but but. Um, it seems that investors are getting interested in this space. Yeah. So actually, I, I don't. So the more I talked with people in the mapping space and who have tried things like this before, um, I actually don't think it's just now. I think a lot of people have tried this before. There was, you know, many moons ago, there was Playshall. Then there was um, right. you know, Map Me. I think everyone keeps trying the same thing over and over again. And for a lot of reasons, not making it. And so that then points to the question of like, well, what makes right now different and why, you know, proxy is, is going about it the right way. Um, and I think the difference as far as the people that we are going after is that people, um, are more interested in, well, first of all, we're at this nexus where people are very connected online. They're connected to communities. They're connected to key influencers. They follow travel influencers and things like that. Um, and so they are increasingly using trusted recommendations to you know, go through the world. And so then the problem there is how do we then get those recommendations onto maps? And the way that proxy is going about it, and I think why the timing is right, is in 
in this world, people are getting more and more interested in understanding conversion. So conversion on going to locations, um, conversion on sales, conversions on bookings and things like that. Today, um, there's groups in hotels, there's local influencers who are looking to be innovative, but and to under you know to move more into something interactive and something more map based. But at the end of the day, it needs to impact their bottom line. Mm. And what Proxy is doing that's different, and why we sell to a lot of people or not sell, but we, we convert a lot of people is because we provide analytics back to the map creators. And we're able to do that in this point in time because of the robust API infrastructure with things like open table, um, because of, um, uh, because people are clicking on things on Instagram and saving them. Like there's, there's just this, um, I, I feel like I'm not describing it super well, but this, this, you know, engagement that is becoming monetizable. And mm. so we are creating that, we're filling that gap. There's a, you know, if you're an influencer or a um, organization, like a media organization online, and you are selling a face cream, today there's a company called Like to Know It, or there's others that kind of allow that creator to understand location-based or sorry, understand conversion on selling that product. There is a huge gap between that, you know, the, the consumer and the, the influencer or the creator today for location-based recommendations. And Proxy, I think, is at this really interesting nexus to actually turn it into a business. And that's why I think, you know, this is the right time for the way that we're going about it. Well, the, the, that's very interesting. The, I mean, that gets also to my next question. I mean, one question we always ask startups, as, as I said, we often have many, many people come through with different takes on how to create a map, how to share a map, how to style the map, but there's not always a business model behind it. Right. Yep, I mean, exactly. usually, usually it's much more artistic or, you know, or, or more technical. Project. People are like, yeah. Oh, it'd be cool if it, you know, I could make it blue or green or whatever. So, so take us through a bit, little bit what the, what the business plan is of proxy. Well, yeah. So today, the the big vision for us is to help these creators understand location based conversion, and so what that means is that provides them with more advertising value. It provides them with um, affiliate based revenue kickbacks, which we're working on building out now. Um, it provides them with things that they put on their media kit um, if you're an influencer to try to get partners and things like that. Um, and so that is, you know, something that they are willing to pay for in a subscription, um, but also in the future, you know, monetize via affiliate marketing and things like that. Um, I feel like there was a second question there, uh, but that, that's the main vision that we have as far as, as far as monetization goes. But the, the big vision too, then is that we create this really robust infrastructure of guides that are mapped. Um, there's all kinds of information on the internet today that is um, just in text, even though it's geospatial information, top 10 restaurants in Seattle, or, you know, 30 restaurants to go to if you're gluten-free in San Diego, or, you know, 15 um, places to take your kids in New York City, you know, 15 best playgrounds in New York City. 
all of that is housed in text. And so the big vision for us is not only uh, that these creators can monetize and, and, you know, see conversion on those maps, but also that proxy becomes a place where people can discover and find things that are mapped and that are easy to convert on. And that opens up a lot of, um, you know, advertising opportunities that opens up partnership opportunities and things like that. Very cool. Yeah, uh, that that's a, a very substantial vision. So uh, very impressive. Much much more than uh, just oh, we're gonna I'm gonna make it simpler for you to create a map and share a map. Yeah, so yeah. That's why people. That's why we're getting investment, right? Where there's a lot of people who have just like you said are making mapping simple, but we have a really big vision to to make going through the world a lot easier for people. So in the future, you might be hungry, and you instead of clicking on that restaurant pill on Google Maps and getting McDonald's and all of those things that you're not interested in, you're going to pull up proxy instead and you're going to see, you know, a curated guide of where to go to lunch in Bellevue or um, the best places for a sales dinner or things like that. And you're going to see them mapped. You're going to see what's close to you and you're going to convert. So, yeah. Very nice. Well, uh, on that note, I encourage all GeoMob listeners to give it a try and check it out. Um, what is the best way for people to get in touch with you or to learn more? You know, now if the conversation is read questions or, or if they want to partner with you or, or is that something you're interested in or should people get in touch with you? Or Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, so, so the easiest way to learn about Proxy is to go to proxy.co and there you can make your first free map. You can see what our experience is like. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be a simple map making experience, just like what we talked about. Um, but you can also on there, you will be able to log in, you'll be able to bookmark maps that are interesting to you, um, perhaps that you could, you know, use in the future. So you can get out, get in, play around for free. I would encourage you to do the so, but we're also interested in partnerships. We're interested in API integrations. Um, we are adding more and more of those. So if you're interested in that, go ahead and send an email to contact at proxy.co and we'd love to chat with you there. Fantastic, Melinda. Thanks very much for taking the time to, to share your story with us and um, good luck for the future. And hopefully at some point you can get to an event in Europe. It would be would Yeah, be great I'd love time. to. So thanks very much. Bye. All right. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today and listening to the GMOP podcast. Hopefully you've enjoyed the discussion. Please don't hesitate if you have any feedback for us or any um, suggestions for topics that we should uh, cover in the future. You can get the show notes over on the website, which is at thegeomob.com. While you're there, if you're not yet on the mailing list, please do get on the mailing list where we once a month send out an email announcing future events, summarizing past events, and just generally sharing uh, events that you may find of interest. Um, you can also, of course, follow us on Twitter, where our handle is Geomob. Um, you can follow Steven at Steven Feldman. You can follow me at Fryfogel. Um, you can check out Mappery at mappery.org. And of course, if you need any geocoding, please check out my service, which is opencagedata.com. We look forward to you joining us again at a future episode, and of course, seeing you at a future Geomob event. Hope to see you there soon. Bye.